0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Mythology Central Podcast. Very excited to introduce today's story, which shouldn't be too much of a surprise as it comes to us from Celtic mythology. This has been an ongoing run, my telling of the quest for the Holy Grail, and today is part three, the finale. Now, before we start this episode, if you haven't yet, I suggest that you go back and listen to parts one and two of this retelling, as it really does make a lot more sense that way. Trust me. Otherwise, I think that's all, so without any ado, let's get right into the story. Previously, Percival got onto a boat and sailed off onto the horizon, and we are going to go pick up somebody else there. We also talked about Percival, and thus we do have Percival. But three knights were needed for this quest, and the next one we are going to find is Sir Bors, who during Galahad and Percival's adventures, was busy with a couple of birds. Before he left Camelot, Sir Bors had gone to see a holy man and confessed to him his sins and get advice before leaving on the quest. After completing this task, Bors vowed to remain chaste from then on. He left on his quest alone, and after a few days of travel, came to a castle. The lady of the keep offered him a safe place to rest if he fought for her as a champion against a knight who was trying to steal her land, and Boris agreed to the deal. He spent the night in her tower where he slept on the floor, and while asleep he dreamt of two birds, one white as snow and the other as black as coal. The white bird said, If you would give me meat and be my servant, I would give you all the treasures of the world and shall make you as white and as fair as I. The blackbird countered this offer, saying, if you serve me and have me, my blackness will avail you more than the whiteness of the other. So despite this being a very odd occurrence, like many of the other odd occurrences that happen in this land, Boris decided not to think too much of this. And the next day he woke up, fought the attacking knight, defeated him, but didn't kill him. He then continues on his journey into the forest until he com- comes upon an extremely ugly sight. He finds his brother, Sir Lionel, naked and bound, being beaten with thorns. The same instance he f- sees a maiden who is about to be raped. Not knowing which to save, he prays that Christ defends Lionel and then goes to help the lady. He saves her and meets a seeming priest who falsely interprets Boris's visions and guides him to a lady demanding that Bors sleep with her. However, similar to Sir Percival previously, Bors remembers his vows and refuses. The lady then slays herself because he will not lie with her. However, in that instant, the lady, her attendants, her tower, and the false priest all vanish in dark, howling smoke. A priest appears, a true one this time, and explains how since he chose the maiden over his brother, who had needlessly killed a man, and since he refused to break his vows, Bors had chosen correctly and may continue on his way. However, as he re-enters the forest, he soon meets Lionel, free now and armed, not to mention angry. Lionel tries to kill his brother for the choice of the lady rather than himself, and when a holy man throws himself over Sir Bors to save him, Lionel kills the holy man. He then kills another knight who tries to save Bors. Now, Bors, seeing his brother slaughter these innocent people, gets extremely angry and prepares to kill Lionel. However, before he can bring down his blade, a fiery cloud parts them, and Bors is ordered to flee to the shore. He listens to the voice and retreats to the shore, where, waiting, he meets Percival in the white boat. He boards, and they sail off, back onto the ocean, off to find the final member of their party of three, Galahad. This was actually pretty easy to do, and they meet Galahad on a shore, not far off from where they were originally. However, he is not alone, and he is actually accompanied by Percival's sister. She explains to the party that to find the grail, they must go to the hall of the maimed king, and cure King Pels of his fatal wound. She joins the party of knights, and they set off on the quest, eventually coming to a castle. Here they are challenged by the castle knights, who demand that Dindrane give a bowl of her own blood to the Lady of the Castle to satisfy their custom. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Dindrane is the name of Percival's sister. Sorry, anyway, to continue. Sir Galahad, Bors, and Percival could not agree with this penalty and fought to defend her. The castle knights could not stand up to such might, and eventually admit to defeat, and offer the party peace and lodging for the night at the castle. They all agree and accept the offer. However, later that evening at dinner, they ask their hosts about the grisly practice of bloodletting, and why they would force visitors to do so. The castle knights tell them that the lady of the castle suffers from a terrible disease, whose only cure was the blood from a virgin who was the daughter of a king. Dindrone fit all of those requirements, and feeling compassionate, offered her blood to the lady, despite the danger to herself. Her offer was accepted, and the practice was carried out the next morning, after which she lost consciousness. Upon regaining her consciousness, she knew that she would die, and asked her brother to place her body in the ship, and set it free to the she. She foretold that they would find her in Saras, the holy city, and asked them to bury her there, foretelling that Galahad and Percival would die soon after her. Finally, she instructed the three knights to split up and go separate ways until at last they were reunited in the castle of the maimed king. Dindrane then passes on, and Percival is stuck, mourning the death of his sister. Galahad and Bors leave him, continuing on towards Corbenic, where Percival completes the funeral rites for Dandani. He places her in a ship and writes a note describing her life and adventures, leaving it with her body. He then sets the ship off and watches it sail over the horizon, before continuing on alone towards Corbenic. And so, the body of Dindrane actually makes its way to Lancelot, and he goes on a couple of adventures with Galahad, before everyone meets up with Percival and Bors. However, I'm not going to talk too much about Lancelot in this episode, and I'm actually going to do a much deeper dive on him when I have my Lancelot and Guinevere episode later on. However, all you really need to know is that Lancelot never reaches the grail because of his unholy love for Guinevere. There are actually five years between Dendrani's death in the moment when Galahad, Bors, and Percival meet each other at the gates of the maimed king's palace. However, here, in the kingdom of Carbonek, Galahad's grandfather, King Pels, rules over a blighted kingdom from his bed of pain. Galahad, Percival, and Bors are invited into the keep, where they are invited in for supper. After they have each taken a seat at the table, Servants come up to offer them each a beautiful looking meal, but each knight declines, only accepting bread and clear water. This was the final test. Suddenly, during the meal, the doors magically open by themselves, and a bright clear light fills the room. In enters ghostly maidens, carrying the bleeding spear, the silver dish, and the candlestick. Following these, comes the grail maiden herself, carrying the holy grail, uncovered this time. From the cup, I kid you not, literal Jesus appears. He presents the holy vessel to Sir Galahad, bidding him to heal the maimed king. He then blesses Galahad and vanishes. Silently, Galahad rises from the table, And takes the bleeding spear from one of the maidens. He touches the king with the tip, who was then immediately filled with new blood and reinvigorated. They then all together pass on into the chapel and hold mass. However, although Sir Bors and Sir Percival were able to gaze on in awe of the vessel, only Sir Galahad is able to drink from the uncovered Holy Grail as only he was utterly pure in thought and deed. When he did, he seemed to glow from the inside, the glow slowly taking over him until it seemed like he was one with the grail. Then he, the maidens, the spear, and the grail itself disappear from the world forever. After Mass, Sir Bors and Sir Percival depart from carbonac and begin the long journey back to Camelot. Now, it is not known in detail what happens to Percival, and only Bors succeeds in the return to Camelot. He arrives back with the news of the achievement of the Grail, and was welcomed with great joy by King Arthur and his court. Bors spoke to Lancelot, telling all that had happened to his son Galahad, and how he had achieved the Holy Grail. Upon hearing this, Arthur insisted that the court scribes write down the entire story from Boar's and have it preserved for future generations. This concludes part three and the finale of the quest for the Holy Grail. However, there are still many amazing tales to come out of Celtic mythology, along with many other myths from many other cultures. You can find me on social media at owen45871 on Twitter and at Mythology Central on Instagram. You can also find the podcast at www.mythologycentral.com. I hope you enjoyed this Part 3 adventure with the Knights of the Round Table, and be sure to check out next week's episode, not from Celtic Mythology, but dropping Monday at 12pm Mountain Time. Um.